here so you like how my voice picks up from over here yeah, and also like put the volume to here what does that do i don't know that's hello you were talking about squidward i was talking about squidward doing the alone 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 that thing <laughs> yeah great perfect okay well, oh. clear up the debris from opening Deborah's. my new microphone. I'm a professional podcaster now. Just kidding. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Brennan Patrick, and uh, we've got Sophie G here. I'm here. <laughs> she just gave me death eyes. And you're listening to the Superlit Podcast. Cute intro music. Superlit is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBT community, and we're starting off year three good. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! So 2020, we... 2020, <laughs> bitches! What's 2020? The year the world ends, probably. Oh, it's not pegging? Oh! <laughs> 2020 is the year the pegging goes mainstream, because we're going to go out with a bang. Yikes. Big yikes. Um, truly. Well, depending on the size of the peg, but yeah, big X, small, small yak. I don't know. I don't know. You, you figure out what you like. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> do you have a physical copy of the book or you did audio? I did audio book. Okay. Um, so we're talking about Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. That seems, that seems right, right? McQuiston, yeah. Okay. It's on brand for me to never know how to pronounce anyone's names. I listen to someone say the name and I also <laughs> tell them I'm sure so... I'm just afraid I'm going to mess up everyone's name. No matter what the name is, I'm afraid I'm going to fuck it up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, You're Brandon, right? Yeah. Yes, Sophia. (laughs) 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 Ooh. So, do you want me to read the back of the book to you? I have a paperback edition. She's thick. She's a big... She's a big bitch. talk about that. (laughs) Oh, no. Um... What happens when America's first son falls in love with the Prince of Wales? When his mother became president of the United States, Alex Claremont Diaz was promptly cast as the American equivalent of a young royal. Handsome, charismatic, genius, his image is pure millennial marketing gold for the White House. There's only one problem. Alex has a beef with an actual prince. Henry, across the pond. (laughs) And when the tabloids get a hold of a photo involving an Alex-slash-Henry altercation... U.S. slash British relations take a turn for the worse. Heads of family and state and other and other handlers devise a plan for damage control. Stage a truce between the two rivals. What at first begins as a fake Instagrammable friendship grows deeper and more dangerous than Alex or Henry could have ever imagined. Soon, Alex finds himself hurtling into secret romance with a surprisingly unstuffy Henry that could d- derail the presidential campaign and upend two nations. It raises the question, can love save the world after all? (laughs) Where do we find the courage and the power to be the people we are meant to be? And how can we learn to let our true colors shine through? Wow, I'm really messing up. You read the whole book? I read the whole book right there. Uh Uh-huh. Thanks for for listening. (laughs) Um, Okay, do you want... You seem to have emotions. Do you want to start? I just... (laughs) Can I start off with one thing before you... Completely yeah. eviscerate the book. I'm not gonna. Here's the thing. I'm not gonna <laughs> eviscerate the book. I've been. I genuinely, truly enjoyed this book. I thought it was very well written. I really like the characters. Okay. You Hufflepuff ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that was like I wrote that down. So I have that on a sticky note, on a long form sticky note with only that on it. I think I wrote it down too. Um. Honestly, the quips between the two boys is probably, I think, the best the part of... The dialogue is very cute. It's so witty. Like and it seems like it's, like, it... Because a lot of times in books, I feel like, hello. <laughs> Shadow just jumped she onto just, Sophie. She like, attacked me. 
Um, she was like, I have to be in your lap right now. <laughs> I feel like uh, a lot of times, like, witty dialogue in books is, like, written unrealistically. It's like, uh-huh. no one talks like that because, yeah. like, you have to think, you'd have to think about it too long to have, mm-hmm. like, a comeback that quickly that often. Yeah. This felt natural. And, yeah. And like, witty and, like, it was a little bit over the top sometimes. Which I, I think like the story of, overall is like an over the top story. So maybe right, it's like slightly it's fantastical realism. Yeah, truly. I mean, it. Uh, I also we're reading this as the actual royal couple is dissenting from the throne. <laughs> they were like, "Bye." They literally they must have read this book and went, "You know what? We should do that." You know what? You're right. They are racist. Let's leave. Yeah, like it. It's it's extremely topical, which is very weird. Mm-hmm. But uh, what uh, what other notes do you have there? I have so many notes. I'm so excited. I, I mean, I took like notes as I was listening, so a lot of it is like very specific to like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like very like I don't know the way I take notes is weird. I feel like I just write down like specific details about what's currently happening. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, this scene didn't really like. I mean, it mattered as you was re- you were reading it, but as like mm-hmm. a conversation topic for the overall books, like that's not really. Mm-hmm. So the you Sophie posted a picture of a pile of men. Um, <laughs> I listen. So I listen to the audiobook because I don't know how to read. And an hour into this book, an hour, uh-huh. the two main characters who are like clearly going to be the fall in love with each other, yeah, fell on top of each other like three times. Oh uh, well, at the wedding first. So the the altercation that starts is. Um, Alex gets really drunk at the royal wedding for um, Henry's brother, and he f- tri- he falls backwards after having like a sassy conversation with Henry. He and Henry are like uh, arch rivals, I guess. They're like nemesis in Alex's, in Alex's mind. And Alex is honestly he's if you you think he's like a self absorbed like he's a Leo. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> So, like, he, he comes across as this, like, inflated persona, um, kind of a dick. He reads fan fiction about himself. Yeah, which is just, like, okay, uh... That seemed like it was, like, okay, we're really, like, painting this character with a broad brush. Like, that seems like we're really trying to... But I feel like it, like... It's that... It definitely starts... the Each character, as they're introduced, definitely starts off being, like here's this character, they're this, this, and this. It's, like, very, like, broad strokes. Mm-hmm. And then as you get to know the characters, then they, like, start to... You start to learn more about them, and they mm-hmm. get nuanced, but it's very, like, the the top of the book was a little clunky. As But, I mean... He's... So, Alex <laughs> is... So, usually a lot of the stories we read are from the perspective of, like, Henry, the person who's, like, I would say... You find out through the book that, like, Henry's father died, and it kind of, like, they describe it as, uh, you have a a specific, like, end point, like, the bottom of the dish, where, like, you're, like, that's the lowest you can go, Mm -hmm. and something like that, so young, literally digs a hole through that and makes a chasm underneath it, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, Henry is this, like, surprisingly broken person that, like has to not be broken ever because of his position. Right. And you obviously don't know this. And, like, he's painted as this, like, mannequin Mm -hmm. that, like... So you get that, and then you get Alex, who is this, like, kind of a, like, douchebag. But, like... It's, like, like two sides of the... But he's, like, the sunshine boy that we always read about, but, like, hyper. It's, like, if we were to take, like, those boys that we love that are, like, oh, ooey-gooey sunshine radiates out of them. They're so funny and, like, witty that we never get to, like, read at from their perspective. Because mm-hmm. so many of the books we read are, like, the, the main character is, like, the person who is, like, I guess, like, damaged and figuring themselves out. Mm-hmm. And they just have... Oh, <laughs> oh my god, startled. <laughs> yes, one second. Oh my god. Shadows on my lap, I can't get up. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. He's like, you're not normally who answers the door. He was like, that's strange. You're wearing heels. Um, What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, like, every perspective we've read is from, like, the quiet, 
like shy person, mm-hmm. I feel like we never get to read from like the perspective of like the the love interest that's like really bright and funny and like kind of like oh god that was like awful but I love it like can you pinch me like you know what I'm saying um yeah my fir- my first thought was wish you all the best because that is yes. like the sad like going through a lot of things discovering things about themselves yeah. and then you have Nathan who is like literally <laughs> roughly the bag holder but you have Ben who is going through like trauma mm-hmm. and trying to learn things about themselves and then you have Nathan who is like the sunshine, literally, like, yellow is his mm-hmm. color person who is bringing, like, light into Ben's world. Yeah. So, and we're more focused on Ben's narrative through that whole story. And also, these are, like, older people, too, so they're, like, graduating in college. We I haven't read... I'm so excited to read the <laughs> story. That I, I didn't know how old they were. Love, I'm, seriously, I love, a, love a YA book. <laughs> I love these books because it's, like, really... I mean, truly, every time we read, like, a book, I'm like, yeah, if I read this when I was, like... I mean, I still love them, but I'm like, oh, if I read this when I was a teen, it would be over. Yeah. Holy shit. But I really... But I loved reading a book where they were, like, adults. (laughs) I mean, adults, they were, like, 21 and 22, but they were... Closer to us in age than we have read before. Yeah. And also, like, because it's adult people... Young adults. Yeah, like... Do you want to talk about the... Um, the text I sent you the other night. Oh, that I tweeted the uh, uh, screen cap of this, but this book was making me blush. So I was listening to this at work. Oh no! And I have, which is fine. Um, but I have Bluetooth headphones uh-huh. that I listen to at work. Um, because they're noise canceling, and um, the sound of other people irritates me. And <laughs> <laughs> I was um. There are some spicy scenes in this book. This is very. I think this is the spiciest book we've read. Yeah. Um, because it's not like cuts to black, fades yeah, it, out. There's no fading to black. There's, I mean, there's. It's it's okay. I have a theory that I'll bring uh-huh. up later, but it's very like it does like it's very floral language. It's not like Harlan Quinn romance language. We're mm-hmm. literally like heaving bosom or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it is like there's sex scenes in this book, and. I was listening to it. <laughs> there was a sex scene happening. Oh no! And it was, it was like in the middle of like describing one of them, like one of them giving the other one a blowjob, and then my headphones just go low battery. Please recharge your headset. And then I was like, "Fuck." Okay, that usually means I got like a half hour, uh-huh. maybe like twenty minutes. And I was like, well, I'll just finish this scene, and then I'll pause it. Because I like, hate pausing yeah. an audiobook when I'm, like, in the middle of a scene, because then I have to backtrack anyway and, like, remember where I was. Yeah. Not that I would fucking forget. But <laughs> um, I was like, okay, I'll keep going. And I was, like, listening to him more. I'm like, okay, they're still banging. Okay. And then it was like, please recharge your battery. And then I just had this, like, panic attack <laughs> that my headphones were going to die in the office, and uh-huh. my phone would just start just playing start it. playing it? No! Um, I'm not kidding you. Um, we haven't read a book that's like flat out. And it's funny because it's like the way that it's written, like we're making it sound like it's like, and then they fucked. It's, it's not, there's like parts that are like, mm-hmm. we banged, but it's like, what, how does, how does Casey describe it? It's like, um, I like unraveled him or like something okay like, so i have a theory okay yeah based entirely on the writing style of this uh-huh. book the amount of time that fan fiction is brought up in the text uh-huh. and like some of the references uh-huh. i think that this author absolutely i would like bet my life on wrote harry potter like Remus Lupin and Sirius Black fan fiction when they were younger. Oh, 100%. Because the language that is used specifically for the sex scenes is so, like, evocative of, like, fan fiction that I would read, mm-hmm. like, when I was, like, in high school and college. That is, like, when there is, like, a sex scene between two characters, it's usually, like, gay somehow. It just mm-hmm. becomes, like, the language just morphs into this, like, flowery language, and it's, like, so like romantic and affectionate and mm-hmm. it's not like it so you like are describing two people having sex but you're never like exactly describing like what's happening yeah 
Let me see the book. Let me see if I can, like, find a random excerpt and just, like, there's just, like, some words that are used that I was, like, oh, this is, like, fanfic language. Like, this is, like, how this is written. Yeah. Um, let me see. I would have to say that, uh, because I, we always wind up loving the, like, sunshine boy. Oh, cornbread. Um, <laughs> um, I have to say I really liked Alex, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. He's, like, I, 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 saying douchebag is not the right phrase, but, like, he comes off very, like, self-absorbed, but, like, the minute he d- isn't, he's, like, well, I'm the first, like, I'm in a play. there's so much talk of, like, uh, like, obviously politics because of the book, but also, like, the importance of, like, the first woman president who is a divorced woman who is, has remarried, I believe remarried to Leo, mm-hmm. her new husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so a previously divorced woman, um, also who has biracial children. So like, there's a lot of like things that are like very important in this book. And like, that's a thing that, you know, Henry and Alex talk about is, you know, the, and like, what could be like something that's important is like, you know, I'm, you know, a, 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 a Mexican person who is in the white house and mm-hmm. like, this is like a big thing. And they talk about it a lot. Like him, what <laughs> them having sex in whose room was it? Who's who All had their, the uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, but like it's uh, the, the, the book is so I I really liked it. I know I like a lot of the books we read, almost mm-hmm. all of them, but like this was so good to read. Yeah. And it's just like very hopeful, but also like I feel like very realistic on the terms of like the British part. I feel like it's super realistic of like, okay, this is a scandal, how do we figure this out? And then on like the American side, I felt like it was just like I don't know why I couldn't believe more of that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think because I don't know enough. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm looking for sex scenes, so I didn't hear the last half. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pay attention to me. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, what I was saying was that, like, I don't believe a lot of the portions that are about the, uh, like, American mm-hmm. government. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I'm like, oh, well, this is, like... <sighs> But like, That's what at, I want to talk about. yeah. Yeah, but on the on the other end of like, oh well, if like one of the heirs to the throne is gay, like what happens? So I know nothing about that, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think most people do because it hasn't happened that we know of mm-hmm. um, in recent years, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I don't know why I found that more believable. Yeah, there's just like a lot. I'm just, like, I'm trying to find the specific language for, I mean, I don't know. Just read the book and you'll see it. But it's, like, a lot of, like, we, like, where, like, the scent, the core of our bodies, like, met and blah, blah, blah. And that's, like, a lot of, like, really, like, affectionate, like, whispering mm-hmm. while people are, like, arching and there's moaning and there's, like, mm-hmm. profanities being whispered into I the brought darkness. him to arch multiple times. Yeah. yeah. Um, like. We need to read more books like this. More <laughs> I mean, I was, I told my manager about it. Um, I was like, okay, first of all, this book has a lot of blowjobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't expecting them. And I love that they each blow each other. It's not just like a, mm-hmm. I'm just going to blow you in that situation. It was like, I'm going to get you off, beca- like, back and forth situation. It's very reciprocal. It was mm-hmm. nice. Love that in a relationship. Yeah, something about a body being boneless and direct. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kissing a thigh after you blow someone that's like I mean I don't know whatever but like there's a lot of like it's like oh okay we're like making out and then I'm like gonna move something it's like you look up for their like approval and they just nod because they're so lost in the bliss of it and it's like it's just very it, and that's not a bad thing I fucking love fantasy now I'm sitting here thinking like how have I done like 
am I thinking back to like my sexual relationships and, and going like, like, do you kiss a thigh after you're done? Like, I feel like should I? Well, I don't know, but because like, I mean, you do what you gotta do. Because some people like just yeah, like, one and done. You want to go for if it. It's like, but I feel like when you're like romanticizing the relationship specifically between two men, and I feel like this is inherent in fan fiction, and mm-hmm. a lot of authors who are currently being published and writing were probably writing fan fiction in the early 2000s when I was reading a lot of it. It's just, like, you want to romanticize that and you want to make it, like, very affectionate. Yeah. Because it's, like, the kind of queer text that existed was kind of, like, if there was, like, a sex scene, it was probably violent because it was probably, like, a trauma that someone was talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, So, no, I really like it, but it's just, like, it's really stood out to me Mm -hmm. as, like, something that... And I the same thing, I think, like, the mutual, like... (laughs) Blowjobbing. <laughs> I know that's weird to say, but like it's um, a it, returning the favor. Yeah, re- like it's reciprocal. It's another thing that's like super like inherent in fan fiction. I know that's it's not a weird real thing to stand out, but it's like a person will be like, okay, you go, and there's like a little sex scene. And that's not like, real. It's your turn. <laughs> And then they, it's like, no. a, it's like part of, like, that's like built into it. It's I like, mean, I think it should be real. It should, it should 100% be, really, be real. Absolutely. But I've been like, in gay relationships where that is not real. I would, I, maybe I, I need to, yeah. <laughs> right. maybe I need to topple on top of a prince at a wedding. Oh, you should knock over a cake. Act like I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but the, for people who listen to this podcast, we haven't had a book like this where it's like this kind of like sexual relationship. Mm-mm. Um, if you're looking for a more like a adult book, which is weird to say, cause I, I still think this is like a YA book. It's just about yeah, older no, but people. I would say that it's something that's like more mature. It's like PG 13 versus like yeah. PG. I feel like a lot of stuff we've read is like G or PG. Yeah. Um, even some of the like stuff that has like more dramatic themes in terms of like, like, I would say, like, Wish You All the Best is PG, even though it handles, like, some, like, kind of somewhat traumatic scenes where, yeah. like, the character, like, a lot of the drama that's happening is, like, can be really traumatic for people. Yeah. But it's not, it's, like, written in a way that's approachable for younger people. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is still, like, approachable for younger people, but it also has more mature scenes in it, which, for older teens. Yeah. I mean, like, I I really like, I, I really appreciated the, the language in the book because it did feel more mature than I can the last book I read which is funny because Hold Still is very mature um, in terms of like with the topic that it deals with mm-hmm. but um I felt like the the language in that was very mature this is mature in a different way mm-hmm. um because of the the topics are different mm-hmm. um but the I think my favorite thing about the book was that the discussion of like grief with Henry, mm-hmm. like grief is such a specific thing that it's just going to can like, it comes in waves mm-hmm. and the, the, the description of, like I said before, where it's like you have the bottom of like where your lowest point and then like grief hits it and cracks it open and like makes a chasm underneath it. So like mm-hmm. your lowest low is worse than that. And it, it was just something that's like, I think really beautifully written for a book that like you don't think that's I wouldn't look at this she book and be like nowhere. truly <laughs> she said oh gay rights <laughs> she said gay rights <laughs> she said the gay agenda truly the gay agenda we just saw Ryan Lasala so I think we're, <laughs> we're a little fucked up like truly he's, uh, talk, he's talking shit about Kingdom Hearts so we're gonna have words later um. <laughs> catch these hands <laughs> I'm just looking through my notes because, like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, like, there's a lot of stuff that I wrote down that I was like, oh, is this, like, going to be a thing that's, like, I was trying to keep track of some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like I read too much into things sometimes. What was one of the things that, in your notes, that you're questioning? Listen. Okay. So, this book, absolutely. What the fuck? You just pulled a tiny broom out of your bag. That's a pen. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Um, oh. one of my notes is, oh no, they fell into each other again, and then I drew in a woo face. <laughs> um, the closet scene, this sounds very specific, the closet scene in the hospital um, mm-hmm. was actually like my favorite thing. I have, like, I feel like I have a love-hate relationship with that whole chunk of the book. Uh-huh. Because I literally, because, like, I 
have a love-hate relationship with tropes because I mm-hmm. do love a good trope, but I uh-huh. also am like, okay, but you have to like subvert it a little to make it interesting. And I uh-huh. feel like it was very much like, okay, here's the part in the book where the cold <laughs> British man interacts with a child and then the other character overhears them interacting with a child and they're like, oh, he does have a heart. Because that exact scene happens in A Christmas Prince. Well, The Christmas Prince came out after this. A Christmas Prince? I think, no. no, no, no. no. Oh, the second one came out recently, didn't it? The Christmas Prince is from, like, 2017. Okay. Is it the one with, uh... I don't actually know. Um, Yeah. There's three Christmas Prince movies, but let's talk about them. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Uh, no, but it was very much like the scene where it's like, well, here's his character development. Let's go. Um, and they did make it more significant later on because there was like ties to a lot of the stuff with his father that we like learned mm-hmm. about later. So that did help. But I, I was like, oh, okay, he's interacting with a kid and now we think he's like a human. Which well, is- like that was the the whole part of that portion was like. Yeah, we have to give this... We have to make the, the mannequin come to yeah, life. Yeah, that was, like, the first crack in the veneer. Yeah. Also, the things about Star Wars. <laughs> you don't like Star Wars? I love Star Wars. Star Wars is great. You don't like the Star Wars references, I, I should have said? one issue. Okay. I understand the context of... And I, I like the... I like the relatability of two people who mm-hmm. are, like, I, um, like, don't like each other, and then they find some kind of, like outside bubble like pop culture thing to bond over because that's like the initial like thing that they're like oh you like Star Wars I like Star Wars mm-hmm. and on like a level where you can like argue over which film is better yeah um it is Empire so <laughs> fuck you Henry but um <laughs> I was like which one uh but uh there was like a moment and I also understand why it happened in the text because it made sense for Henry's character where he like talks about Luke and he's like Luke is my favorite character because he like goes above what his like what he is he like Mm -hmm. he's like just like a a person and he becomes so much more and it doesn't matter where he came from or what he did beforehand he becomes a hero out of nothing which is very poignant specifically for Henry but is not true about Luke because Luke is the son of Anakin who is one of like the most powerful Jedis in the fucking universe he's not getting cut from nothing he's a skywalker he's like a jedi bloodline that is like very significant and it's just <laughs> and i just uh-oh i'm kind of scared of me now i'm so sorry i just looked at the microphone like it was a camera <laughs> um well here's the thing though wasn't wasn't luke like not well like he was uh adopted by two people that treated him like his, shit right no they treated him who was no. the one that was treated like shit? That was Anakin. Anakin was a poor, like was a. Oh yeah, Anakin like. Grew Sorry, up. No, yeah, I was thinking fine. of how his father was <laughs> raised. No, but it, like yeah, so I just Luke is a Skywalker. He didn't come from nothing. He came from a very strong Jedi bloodline. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh okay. Hello? Hi Shadow. Um. Also, I have like littered throughout all of my notes are just like. Alex, you're a fucking idiot. Alex, why are you so dumb? Because there's so many scenes before they, like, have the moment where they, like, kiss, which is very cute. They hit a level where they are no longer, like, just, um, like, oh, because... Should we talk about the story? Yeah. (laughs) So the cake happens. Uh It becomes, like, an international nightmare. And then their PR teams are like, you guys are going to... You guys are going to do stage meetups where you act like you're really good friends so people don't think you're actually fighting because the press saw you, like, pushing each other and then fall over at the royal wedding and therefore, like, they think you're feuding. When all actuality is because Alex tripped backwards because he was drunk and he grabbed onto... he was trying to fight, though. Well, he he was. He was trying to square it, but I don't think he would have done it. Yeah. He was just drrunk, and when he fell, he grabbed onto... Henry and Henry fell on top of him. Yeah. And they fell into the cake. Which act like they didn't have a backup cake. Honestly, why would you just have the cake right next to that drunk kid? But so they spend they are forced to spend time together. Yeah. Like they go to like public meetings, they go to like mm-hmm. a children's hostel, they do like very like PR things. Yeah. And then they have this moment where they think there is like a shooter in the hospital. Yep. So the set secret service pushes them both into a broom closet and they have a very sweet moment where they talk about Star Wars, Henry's wrong, and then they kind of bond a little bit 
Because and Alex is like, Alex is like, you do have a soul. You do have a soul, but it was after he was like, why did you tell your security guard with an earshot of me, get this person away from me? When they met at the Rio Olympics, <laughs> that's like where it all started. Where like, that's where it really started. Yeah, Alex uh, like went up to, like, he wanted to meet Henry, so like, he, he like approached him. And we, Alex didn't know that while this person was walking towards like Henry, Henry sees him and he's like, Oh my god, the most beautiful man is walking towards me mm-hmm. on the planet. Like I I have to get this person away from me. Right. To, to protect himself. Right, because I can't be gay because I'm a British royal. Yeah. Which is the crisis through the whole book. Yep. So they hit a point where they're like friends. There's like a lot of like a lot of their relationship is built through texting and yeah. like calling each other. And being terrible to each other. Um <laughs> but there's like so many moments where Alex is just a dumb fuck because yeah. he is like Oh, we, like, text, and, like, the time zones are weird, so Henry will, like, text me when he's, like, getting up, and I'm going to bed. So I send him, like, selfies of me laying in bed, and then he, like, doesn't respond, and I don't know why. It's so weird. It's just, like... So remember that conversation we had about men being dumb sometimes? But he's, like, too smart. You can't be... Do you think that's the issue? You... This... (laughs) I mean, I guess there's people like this who exist in the world who are, like, so intelligent, but they are so dumb. They, like, don't have no street smarts. But he's just, like, written as this, like, political genius. He's, like, he's, like, trying to be, like, his Mm -hmm. mother. He wants to be, like, he's always wanted to be in politics. There's a constant, like, um, comparison between him and his sister where it's, like, well, she wouldn't be involved in politics if their mother wasn't the president. Yeah. But he would always have been involved in politics. He's always wanted to do it. He has a mind for it. He's, like, extremely intelligent strategically. Like, he knows Mm -hmm. how to handle situations. And yet, he's, like... openly flirting with a boy who clearly likes him and he's like I don't understand why he's uncomfortable like (laughs) I think the way that I was reading is that I know a lot of men who are like this with each other Mm. like I have perfect example the guy that made our theme song Mm -hmm. Dave Man With Roses he was my friend Leanne's boyfriend for like the longest time and he and I were very flirtatious with each other, and I have a lot of friends' boyfriends who I'm, like, very flirtatious with, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's anything past that. Uh-huh. But, yeah, like, I, I understand what you're saying, too, because it's, like, how do you not know what you're doing? But at the same time, like, the first instance of them being, like, cutesy with each other via text, when it's, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, a tabloid that, like, uh, Henry sends to Alex about how Alex might, like have a he knocked some woman up mm-hmm. and it's like oh honey it looks like you're expecting it's like oh i thought we used protection that's oh like and it's like yeah. they're doing it to each other and it's yeah. very much like a like no you stop no you stop they're so flirty and he's yeah. so dumb and i don't get it whatever because <laughs> he's the sunshine idiot that's true. He is the sunshine. He's we this a- this book is like the opposite of everything that we've read. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like ah, it's happening. Sophie's looking at her notes. I'm looking at my notes. Um, I have a I have a question. Yeah. Because I. Okay, so. Uh huh. Um. They're like friendly. Mm-hmm. And then they have, so they're like texting for a couple of months. Uh-huh. And then there's like this huge New Year's bash that Alex throws every year with his sister and his best friend. Mm-hmm. And um, he invites Henry, and Henry shows up with his best friend, who I love. Mm-hmm. I loved Pez. They were amazing. I thought they were dating. I, yeah, I was like scared. I was like, no, don't, <laughs> don't have him be just like a fun person who's around. And then we're he was. Also, we need to get to that later. So there, so it's inevitable that there is like a party happening. We have the quintessential extroverted sunshine baby being like, "Come on, let's fucking dance!" and yeah. like trying to get the like introverted shy little bean to dance. And they're like, "Oh my god, he's touching me!" And they're freaking out, having like a gay crisis. Meanwhile, sunshine baby is just like, "You're my friend, right? let's like fucking dance!" Like I'm gonna yeah. grab your hips and just like dance with my friends. And he like ends. Oh, up, like, as soon as he did the the hip thing, I was like, "No." <laughs> in my spine <laughs> so they go to the garden mm-hmm. or Henry's like in the garden having a contemplative moment yeah Alex goes to find Henry after Nora and Alex share a New Year's Eve kiss cause they're just friends like that yeah who have fucked 
There's just a casual friends like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just like I'm casual friends with the men I fuck. Well, I feel like that's different. <laughs> I feel like Nora is... She's great. I love her. She was fantastic. Nora was honestly. amazing. Um, so they have they have their like very cute rom-com moment where they're both just like shouting and they're like, I don't understand what's going on. And then it's like, Henry's just like, shut up. And he kisses him. And yeah. then he, and Alex is like, actually, this is really nice. And they just kind of make out for a second. And then Henry freaks out and leaves. And then here's the thing, though. We find out that Alex has had that thing that we've talked about before. Right. This is my question. Uh-huh. Was Liam a character that was mentioned at all before this? Not really. Uh, yes, by June once. Okay, I think I we missed We both it. know that you haven't spoken to Liam in over a year. Okay, I missed that when it first initially happened. Yeah. Because out of, like, nowhere... Liam seems like a throwaway character. Well, Alex is having, like, a gay crisis. Mm-hmm. He's trying to figure himself out. And then he slowly, like, has starts to have these realizations. Like, oh, well, I had this friend when I was, like, in high school. And we would, like watch porn together and like it was fine and then one time he like jerked me off but it was probably straight it's fine Mm -hmm. and then he like calls him and he's like what you thought we were Liam is literally like okay um I'm here with my boyfriend and my I need to talk to my margarita to unpack this conversation um I wrote him down as convenient plot boy cowboy (laughs) amazing (laughs) because um he, the narrator of the audiobook, gave him like a very thick southern accent. It was very Ooh, cute. Love um, that. Oh, before you continue, how was the narration of the book? It was good, but it took a second to get used to. Okay. I felt like the person who narrated this had like a very like. I couldn't tell if this was just how he talked or he was like putting on a posh accent. Mm-hmm. But I really thought he was like doing impersonation, like, a caricature of, like, a posh British person at first, because it was very, like... Okay. It was very... It was... It uh-huh. was... It, it, it did... It just caught me off guard at first. Uh-huh. And then you got good. used to it? I got used to it, because it was, it was a little... It was just, like, a very, like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. He did a good job of, like, doing multiple accents and kind of, like, adjusting his voice for different characters without it being... He did, he did a good job about doing the female characters without making them shrill, which is, like, always a bonus, because mm-hmm. there have been some narrations. <laughs> I don't know if we've... I've probably mentioned it if, it, if we've... It's been books we've covered, but I have listened to audiobooks where it's been, like, unlistenable when they get to female characters sometimes. Like, it's oh. been bad. Um, it was cute. He did, like, a really good Spanish accent. Uh-huh. There's, some, there's, like, some Spanish spoken that seemed to be good. Eight and a half out of ten. For the whole book? Yeah, I think so. Okay. For the for the narration. Oh, okay. I think you meant like the book, eight no, and a no, half no. out of ten. Well, maybe, actually. I, w- I would give it, it, I would score it higher than that, but you know I'm a softie that, I like romance novels so much that like I'm not able to f- physically critique them specifically, yeah. unless it's a book that is like the one that I don't talk about mm-hmm. where I'm like, this should be jettisoned out of a canon. I just really, the thing that, the one thing that threw me off was, what person is this written in? Third person. I had such a hard time reading it because I went into it thinking, like, I I had to, like, remember how to read. Because if you think about it, the last book I read was, like, December 3rd. Mm -hmm. And it's been almost over a month since Mm -hmm. I started reading a book again. Mm -hmm. So, like, my brain was, like, fried while I was reading this. Also, I had a really stressful week, so. We both had it. Had a week. Yeah. That was the only thing that threw me off about the book specifically. Um, I know we texted about the length of the book being mm-hmm. like you you were still like three hours away from finishing it. I think it's because we when you're reading this book, there's also the plot point of the the second term election coming up. Yeah. So like Alex's mom, Ellen, is, like, running for re-election, and it's, like, round two at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a four-more-year situation. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a subplot in the book. And uh, I won't say how that, like, the book ends, obviously. Like, you should very much go out and read this book. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's, like, a plot that, like, how the book ends is, like, wrapped around that. And I yeah. feel like because the other like specific thing in the book that gets wrapped up before then it's like oh what else is, is there mm-hmm. but it's like oh wait the fucking election was still happening right 
And, like, that's exactly how they... In the book, they're like, oh, god damn it, the fucking election is still going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like you just have feelings. I just... Okay, I'm just gonna... I'm just, just gonna, do it. I'm gonna talk about this now, because... Mm-hmm. This is what this is the thing that made me not enjoy the book, and it has nothing to do with the actual book uh-huh. itself. I just the <laughs> just reading my notes. <laughs> Wait before you do this, Pez. So emotional, Nora. Call me, Henry. Don't stop me now. I wrote down all the karaoke songs and thought I thought I made. But that's them. just them in general, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, this is relevant. <laughs> I wrote down the karaoke songs. Yeah. Keep going. I'm sorry. You're like giggling, trying to make a No, your, your handwriting is very nice. Here's the thing. The book is written in a very strange way, mm-hmm. where the entire British family is fictional. No one in the British, fam- British family that exists is actually from the current British family. Yeah. Like, it isn't like Queen Elizabeth. It isn't like... It's Queen Mary. It's Queen Mary, and... Um, Charlotte is their mom, right? Uh, it's not. No, no, Catherine. No. Catherine is the mom. Mm-hmm. His older brother is, like, Prince Philip. It's all, like, very, like, yeah, these are British royal names. But it is a completely fictionalized family. And then... Well, so is... Alex's immediate family is fictionalized because, uh-huh. obviously, mm-hmm. we have to have, like, Alex and his sister and his mom exist because there's, like, a huge, like, crux of it being, like, that she's the first female president of the U.S., yeah. But there's also, and there's some side characters who, like, are directly interact with characters who are, like, senators and stuff who are also fictionalized. But there's, like, points in the book where, like, actual politicians who exist in our universe are brought in. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, it's January, it's 2020, and I'm already, like, exhausted from yeah. politics in America. And I, the last thing I want to be saying... When I'm reading, like, a queer YA book is Paul Ryan's name. Like, I don't need that. Yeah. Okay. I don't need that in my text. And I felt like the text is trying to celebrate the fact that this is, like, a female president and she has, like, interracial children. But every single time it's brought up, it just felt like someone was, like, stabbing me in the chest because of what our fucking current administration is. Yeah. It just, like, was so upsetting to read. It was not fun. Because it's like a, what, this? It was, there's like, it, it's, and it's especially like towards the end because there's like a lot of buildup of like, oh, she if she gets reelected, it'll mean all of this stuff. And it'll, and it's like her first election, like the fact that she got elected initially in 2016 was like so revolutionary because she was the first woman president. Got, it was like, yeah, but that we almost fucking had that and it didn't fucking happen and the world's burning and I'm upset about it. Are you cr- <laughs> Legitimately upset about it. I, Are you crying right now? A little bit. It's fine. No, it's... Yeah. I just, like... It genuinely was distressing to read, like, this book where it's like, we could have fucking... I mean, we weren't, we weren't going to have this. No, you weren't going to have this. This is, like, a complete, she, like, what-if situation. Alex's mom is, like, literally, like, a... She's a f- entirely fictional politician. She doesn't exist in this universe. Even, like, our current running Democrats don't exist in this universe. She's, like, so fucking liberal and, like, steady-minded and just, like, a woman who wants to be in charge but, like, to make the world better that doesn't fucking exist. Like, and I don't want to get political, but, like, it was just really upsetting to read stuff sometimes and it was, like, completely pulling me away from the book and I just was like, can I just read this book where there's, like, two boys who are falling in love and we don't suddenly have, like, a paragraph describing how beautiful the United States is now because we have a woman president when we literally have, like, human sludge ruining our country right now. Yeah. Like, that's that's what I have to say about this book. And no, it's... I'm really fr- sorry because it has nothing to do with the actual book. The book is really good. I think but your issues the with the books are always what's going on outside of the I books. Know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. The, the author, like, consciously wrote this mm. as, like, while this is happening. Like, this book was published recently. So, like, they clearly... And some people, like, this is helpful in, like, being able to, like, escape into this fantasy world of, like, a beautiful United States is great. But it just made me upset because it's not what we have. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, the inverse. Is it because it's not what we have and it sucks that we don't have it that's upsetting? It's Yeah, it's, okay. it's not what we have. What we have is so much worse. Oh, my God, of course. So, like, not even to dinner with the Kushners? <laughs> 
So I'm just, I really liked this book. I genuinely enjoyed it, but I wanted. It I stinks like, that we like, don't actually I was getting, have like, it. Physically distressed anytime any of the American politics was brought up in the yeah. text because a lot of it was pulled like directly from like actual things that happen and yeah. like how things function. There's a whole subplot where emails get leaked, and <laughs> I'm sorry if this is like, no, it's fine. A whole subplot where there's emails, and I literally just like spiraled, and I was suddenly in 2016 again, and it was very upsetting. Yeah. And that's all I have to say. I'm so sorry. No, it's like, fine. Exploded other, at you. So other than the fact that this obviously is not our current reality, <laughs> if you were to separate that like portion of like obviously like something that is like a real feeling, like yes, this and it's like every TV show that has like oh yeah, Madam President. This is like the fifteenth Madam President we've had. Right. And it's like okay, so like what is it, Supergirl? The, Madam President, she was technically an alien, so, like, <laughs> that whole thing, like, threw, like, an entire, yeah. like, wrench in a loop, because it's like, this was an alien from an outer space yeah. who disguised herself as a woman the only and ran our government. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she has to be an alien! But, like, that's the thing, it's like, it's distressing to you, and, like, completely understandable, because it's, like, not a reality that we have, and yeah. none of the... The possibilities that we have. It's like, it's right there. Well, it was, it was, it's not a reality we have, and it was Mm -hmm. written too close to the reality that we had before everything. Like, I know not everything was perfect Mm -hmm. before 2016. Like, it wasn't like, oh, suddenly it's bad. But, like, in the book, they talk about, like, Obama being the previous, like, administration that had been in the White House before they move in. And it's just kind of like, you could have just made a fake president. You could have just kept everything completely. Like you, you're not using the real bro- royal family. Yeah. Which I'm sure is some kind of like a legal issue where they like are super protective about like how they're portrayed. Oh yeah. Me. I'm sure that that has to do something to do with it. Yeah. And like clearly the author is American, so I don't actually know, but I think I think I'm Casey is. the author is American, so she obviously like so they would have a more. Uh, more of a connection to American politics and understanding of that than British politics Mm -hmm. so it's just easier to like fictionalize everything in the UK but it just like I don't I just wish I just the whole thing was fictional like we didn't need to put like real American politics into this book and that's like it the the book like ends Mm -hmm. and then you're like well here's but the 2020 election and I just like I didn't need... <laughs> I'm so sorry that I'm going... No, it's fine! Thing, but, like, I didn't need a full chapter about, like, a bunch of, like, queer mixed people being in a room terrified that someone was going to be elected president that they that was, like, actively, like, harming them. Yeah. Because I already lived through that, and it exists, so, like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine, stop <laughs> looking at me! <laughs> I'm fine... I gave the thing about this book is as much as it is um, a very like cutesy kind of story wrapped in a uh, like fucked up story wrapped in a political bow. Yeah, it's difficult because as queer people, um, we had a presidency that was more accepting of us than another one that we currently have. And it's hard to go from. Especially, you're a woman. Like, at the end of the day, I'm a white man, regardless of my sexuality. Right. Um, You know, I'm. I I don't under. I will never understand the specifics. uh, Like, I can understand to a point Mm -hmm. of like, okay, women's rights are literally like. Let's see how quickly we can take away all of the rights that like any woman has, and it's. It's this specific. Administration has been extremely terrible to trans people, men and women, right. uh, you know, uh, d- women of any kind. Right. And it's it's difficult reading a book like this that's like, oh, here's something that you could have had. Yeah. But, like, obviously, like, Hillary Clinton was not, like, any... Th- this, was, this Like, she wasn't... Yeah, this is the, the person who... The, Alex's mom is, yeah. like, an idealized, perfect, like, kind of, like, dream president... Mm-hmm. That's literally what just, that that TV show. Um, oh my god, uh, 
No, not Veep. Uh, the the one with uh, where the entire American government dies, and the one guy that they had like in a safe house during like they always pick some. Um, uh, what is it? I have no idea what you're talking it's about. It's a Netflix show. There's a TV show where with Kiefer Sutherland. One second. I'm going to find it. But the TV show is basically like the entire American like government that like every person that would succeed the president uh-huh. dies in a bombing. Okay. And it's like this man is a like he's not a Democrat or Republican. He believes in like like infrastructure, like basically an idealized president, like mm-hmm. someone who could be the president who would never get elected because mm-hmm. he doesn't kowtow to like business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gets put in the white house and it's like, is this the only way that this is going to happen? Probably. Yeah. That's like, that's the thing. So like in this situation, it's like, it, there it's, was like, there is a specific moment mm-hmm. where they're kind of like, I think there's like a point where Alex is looking around the room and he's like, he identifies as bisexual, mm-hmm. which is great. The B is not silent. The B is not silent. I did love that. We did have a moment of gay crisis. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? I'm bisexual, probably. Yeah, I'm bisexual. He wasn't like, I don't want to put a label on it. But like, I like girls, but I also like guys sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. there was like a word for that. <laughs> I'm just going to say this one more time and then I'm going to stop uh-huh. making myself cry. <laughs> but like... There was a moment where he's, like, looking around the room, and he was, like, there's a person wearing, like, a trans flag pin. There's a person who's, like, wearing bisexual, pansexual flag pin. Like, I'm mm-hmm. bisexual. Like, Henry's gay. Like, all of the, like, I'm, like, a mixed kid. Like, my dad's a Mexican. Like, all of these things. There's supposed to be this, like, really uplifting moment of, like, oh, look at all these people who are, like, here making a difference in the political atmosphere. And it was, mm-hmm. like, but we don't fucking have this. So every, like, minority that you're mentioning, I just feel like I'm getting stabbed in the chest because it's just, like... And you don't have this, and you don't have this, and you don't have this. Yeah. Like, this doesn't exist. It's just, like, I, it's just me, how I absorbed the book. Like, I felt like the those uplifting moments mm-hmm. were hard. Just fucking sucked. Yeah. It's not a, Re, if it's you're not reading a, book in, like, ten years, maybe it'll be amazing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, it's not a current reality, and that's what makes it so difficult, reading something that's so joyous, is that, like, you are a very political person yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's it's difficult to read something that is such like a a romance to like like hello thank you to like what we could have as a, yeah. a nation as America. It's hard. It just it was just too close to to reality. right now. It was just too close to reality. It needed yeah. the the extra wall of separation. Yeah. Um. I didn't think of anything of that until you brought it up, but I'm I completely... So no, sorry. no, don't. I, I still really, I really like enjoy the you, book. I didn't want to talk to you about it, obviously, because we were going to talk about it on the podcast, but yeah. I feel like you were trying to text me about the book, and I was, like, in the middle of this crisis, and you were like, oh, no, you don't like the book. And I was like, no, I fucking love the book. Yeah. It's just... It's, it's hard. It's just this, like, dark cloud that's, like, over top of everything. That's yeah. Like, if only there was a way to get people we wanted in the White House and otherwise. <laughs> this is a fucking PSA. This is my PSA. Hi. Hi. I'm Sophie. Uh, I normally uh, don't have emotions. I'm known for being robot-like and unapproachable by even my closest friends. I just cried because I'm talking about politics. So go fucking register to vote, please. Thank you. That's yeah. my note. That's all. Truly. And I'm <laughs> af- I'm afraid that it's going to continue. That's also what was fucking, like, truly upset me was yeah. that the, the, like, the night of the 2020 election, like, exists in this book. And it's, a, like, it's going to happen in our future. Like, there's the second half of this book happens in our future. Yeah. And it's going to fuck yeah, There's no actual Democratic candidate yet, just right? just, like... I mean, there's still... Yeah, we're still in the primaries. Yeah, like, how the... How? Well, it's what normally happens. We don't actually I know. Get, but, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just, like, it's this year, and I know it's coming. And for me, I'm so neurotic about planning specifically, and I know that's not realistic, but I'm just, like, how have we not figured out, like, a clear runner that's going to, like, literally annihilate this idiot? Because we're, the DNC's, like, eating itself from the inside, and we're infighting and, like, destroying, and it's, like, nothing is getting done because we can't decide on who we want to nominate because yeah. we're just, like, concerned about our own personal gain. Yep. 
and okay last notes for the book i have okay i'm gonna completely change the subject yeah sharp turn to the left hard hard turn to the left june is alex's sister she's great yeah. Love her. Uh-huh. Nora is like June and Alex's friend. Mm-hmm. And then Pez is Henry's friend. I read that now. And there's a part <laughs> where they all go out together. Henry. <laughs> is that the night they fuck? Yes. So Henry and Alex mm-hmm. and June and Nora and Pez all go out together. This is like half, like further into the book where like Henry and Alex have um, like talk about their feelings for each other they've been like hooking up there's been a lot of like kissing and blowjobs and like a lot of that <laughs> the blowjobs are described a lot so. there's a lot of blowjobs and they're reciprocal thing. here's i'm not kidding you this entire book is like what things should be like i'm not it's kidding like, it's, it's like a romanticized affectionate like male and male relationship mm-hmm. um so they all like go to the club together they go do karaoke they all have like really it's like a really fun scene fucking like um henry gets a blowjob in the bathroom of the club they're like being really sloppy the whole scene is like really because it seems really fun but the entire time i was like they're gonna get caught they're gonna get caught this is the night they get caught so it's anxious for you so scared um but then there's a part where they like okay so oh no and also b is there yeah is henry's sister yeah and so she is like the older sister. She's like, and she's also sober. So she um, decides to take care of everyone as they're like going back to the hotel. And she mm-hmm. just kind of like throws like. June there are Nora. three hotel rooms. B takes one for herself because she's like because she's smart because she's like I'm the only sober one in the group right now. Yep. I'm gonna enjoy like the uh-huh. room service. I'm gonna like take a bath. I'm gonna have a nice quiet room to myself. Mm-hmm. She just throws Nora, June, and Pez into a room together because they're all drunk. She like mm-hmm. throws Nora and June into the beds and Pez, Pez in the bathtub. Pez really has like strong romantic feelings for June. Oh, the second he sees her, he's like, I'm in love with her. She's yeah. the most beautiful creature I've ever seen in my life. And then when he's doing karaoke, June and Nora are both like, he's fucking hot. What the hell? Yeah. And then Henry and. Alex get their own room together because they all know that they're in a relationship even though they're keeping it a secret. June and Nora and Pez 100% absolutely had a threesome that night. There's no way you can tell me that they did it. No. They 100% had a three-way. It's not disclosed explicitly in the text, but they fucking did. Yeah, they they 100% had a three-way. That's all I have to say about that. That was a lot of build-up for a thing, but I feel like I need to explain the context. Most of my notes are just like, oh my god, they're gonna get caught. Oh my god, they're boning again. Oh my god, Star Wars quotes. Oh. Mm-hmm. There was another moment that like... I can't... It's, it's like two. There was just there was just like one Star Wars quote moment that like really mm-hmm. like made me roll my eyes into the back of my head. Was it the, you're a little short for a stormtrooper? No, it was when he tweets, never tell me the odds. I was yeah. like, no, this is too cheesy. We've got complete full cheese. Well, yeah, um, this whole book is full cheese. Yeah, it was very cheese. The thing I super fucking enjoyed that I thought was Oh, like, I was like, oh. No, 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 I'm done screaming. I literally, the thing I didn't like was like a complete context thing. It had nothing to do with the, the actual book. Yeah. Um, the thing that I really fucking loved about the book and was like made me like made me like want to cry happy tears <laughs> was like all of the every time they write back and forth to each other because a lot the email back oh, and forth the, the, the love notes every single time they like attach a quote from like a historical like definitely queer romance that was hidden and it's like so it's like notes um, like Oscar Wilde quotes, like notes between like Hamilton and Lawrence, like really fucking cute stuff that yeah. is like historical queer people mm-hmm. who had like correspondences with like really close friends, quote unquote. That yeah. like these were clearly like if you were a queer person, you'd read this as a queer relationship. Mm-hmm. But because like history is written by like majority like straight white men, mm-hmm. which is like, wow, these guys were really close, huh? That's where they like sign their letters. Oh, like, like that picture, yours. it's like two soldiers share like a, a a victory kiss. A victory kiss. Just a couple of guys. Victory blowjobs. Victory blowjobs. <laughs> I mean there's a lot of victory blowjobs in the <laughs> Peek the microphone at victory blowjobs. I feel like you're just been ranting. It's okay. I've been like making any sense. Okay. I think you have. 
you have very strong feelings about the politicalness of this book, which I understand. Was, I also wasn't. I didn't think I was gonna be as affected by it as I was, and yeah. I like it. I had a, it just like really fucking hit me. Like I felt like he was being slapped. Mm-hmm. It just really hit me. Yeah. The book is very good. I did enjoy it. I just felt like it was too long, and I think it was because <laughs> of the. I will. I, it relies heavily on like good romantic um, like rom com tropes, mm-hmm. which I really liked. But there was a little bit too much of the like, okay, well we're, well we're like, we don't like each other. Oh wait, we're friends. Okay, well actually we're in love. Oh, but we can't be in love because like, the world can't know we're gay. So one of them is gonna run away. <clears throat> oh no, we're gonna make up. Yeah. Oh no 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 no, I'm gonna run away again. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna make up. Oh, but what if we ran away again? <laughs> I don't think but, that happened that many times. It happened twice. It had the, yes. Twice. It happened twice, and then, like, when they come back after the second time, that felt like a real climax. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, then that was the part where it was like, oh, but wait, we still have the election. And then I was like, I can't read this because yeah. it's upsetting. If, so, if our current state of affairs weren't happening right now. I think I would, yeah, I would absolutely. You would be fine. Would be you know, it's really it's funny. There's a moment of tension in the book, and yeah. it's, it's like a, it's definitely like a part of it that... But it just felt like it was... So, I, I just read the about the author um, to cut you off. Yes. Returning to her first love, joyous, offbeat, romantic comedies, and escapist fiction. That's false. Oh, like what she likes is what she's saying. <laughs> she really likes escapist fiction. And this is, like, very escapist, I would say. Because it's like, let's completely escape this... Shit fire that we're in. Like my version of escapist fiction is like, we're just some fucking kids who live in space. And <laughs> well, I mean that's gonna that's gonna happen in one of the books that we read this this year. Yeah, I like. We're just me, two kids me, fucking in space. Give me full fantasy or sci-fi. Yeah. Like I want the crux of your like climax and drama to be like a, that an evil sorcerer is chasing you. Like an evil drag queen is chasing you for through different reveries. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Does anyone know how to spell that word? <laughs> Have you ever... I, it's, we should make that book. Reverie? Yeah, a book about reveries. It seems, seems plausible. I think we could do that. Yeah. You have a really good name for a character? What? Kane. <gasps> okay. Um, wow, that's... That I do... What if my favorite flowers here... Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, Posey. How do you feel about that as a character name? Oh, that could be like a fun double entendre for like an entertainer kind of person. Yeah. Because you pose a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Just something to think about. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I'm going to cut us off because I know we can talk about this for a million more I know, hours. And I feel like I've especially rambled in this episode. It was. Po- politics is a very specific thing that you and I both have very strong feelings about. Um, you come from a very politically active family. Uh-huh. Which I I don't look at as a bad thing in any way, so that wasn't meant to no, sound no, no, like no, a no, dig. And it it's a very serious topic, mm-hmm. especially for someone like you're very aware of what's going on and mm-hmm. what the, the the fucking stakes are and not many people our age seem to give a shit. You have to fuck millennials. Yeah. You're just sitting around eating avocado toast. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but I mean, I I really like this book. I, I didn't think about what you were talking about until you said it, so, so I completely see it. I I don't want anyone to think I didn't like the book because I do. I did genuinely enjoy the book. Mm-hmm. I don't regret reading the book. I think I think it was very cute. I liked it. It was a very good like queer romance, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. If you had read this in 2018, I think you would feel different, or like 2019 when it came book out. In, 2015, I would feel okay. Yeah. I just passed the point. If it wasn't this close to an actual election, yeah, yeah, I think, just... and too close to the one that just happened. But I, I really like it because I. It was. A, it was I. I love. I really like the characters. The dialogue was really witty. I like the supporting mm-hmm. characters. I liked the 
the storyline itself, it, like, I feel like the idea of having, like, royalty as, like, a character is, like, a really cute romantic thing to have, and it's also, like, something that's, like, unattainable for most people. Yeah. To, like, a royalty is, like, it's such a, um, it's such a weird thing because it's, like, a fantasy trope, like, a fairy tale mm-hmm. element to have, like, a Prince Charming. But, yeah. Like, and they call we him have, that all the time. We have royal families that still exist in modern day, like yeah. princes exist. Yeah. So it's just like it's very sweet. It was very good, mm-hmm. and the writing was very lovely. I really did enjoy it. I swear. I really, <laughs> I I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I really, I really liked this book, and yeah. I I like that. It's a a book that has a lot of representation in it in a specific way that like is meaningful. But I also understand what you're saying where it's like, I wish this fucking existed. Right. I think that's the thing that sucks so much. I wish this fucking existed. That's the moral story. It's almost like you can change that in a specific way. I have no idea. It would just be a two hour long. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, do you have anything else to add just for, Oh, I do have one note that I wrote Uh because there's a part where they like, hook up for the first time Mm -hmm. and like Alex is taking off um Henry's pants Uh and he just like is kneeling down unbuckling his belt and he goes hello I'm gonna take your pants off now and Henry just looks at him and goes carry on and I just wrote find Baz whatever you say (laughs) (laughs) um that's my last note that's it uh guys please go out and get red white and royal blue by Casey McQuiston I really liked it. Sophie really liked it. Other than what we spoke about, I mean, but like, do you like royal blowjobs? Because I like royal blowjobs, my lady. (laughs) But uh, my name is Brendan Patrick. We got Sophie G in the house. Hello. (laughs) And uh, you've been listening to the Superlip Podcast.